Welcome to the Evolution Exchange Cybersecurity Podcast. We bring together the best cyber and information security leaders to discuss industry passions, challenges, and ideas. I'm Stephen, and I connect businesses with talented security professionals across the UK. Today, I'm joined by Ollie Newbury, the global CISO at Barclays, for our third instalment of the Breaking Barriers series entitled Building Diverse Cyber Teams. We'll look at things slightly differently in today's episode, looking from the perspective of one organisation and the great work they're doing to ensure their cyber teams are diverse and inclusive. Before we delve into the topic any deeper though, Ollie, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners and give us a quick background overview to you? Great. Um, Thanks, Stephen. Yeah, lovely to be um, on and talking about a topic in building diverse cyber teams that's close to my heart. So yeah, as you say, I'm the global CISO at Barclays, so I look after cybersecurity kind of right across the bank. Um, I've been at Barclays around seven years now. Um, she started my career uh, as a software uh, engineer um, and uh, done a number of things since. Um, and yeah, just a real passion around keeping the UK and the broader kind of global environment safe uh, in an increasingly uh, threatened world. Um, but uh, as I'm sure we'll go on to talk about, the key to doing that is um, building an outstanding team. And that's, mm. that's the kind of passion that I'm pursuing. Absolutely. Well, you know, firstly, thanks for, for coming to join us today, Ollie. It's, it's going to be a, a very interesting conversation just to, to get your insight on all of this. So let's jump into our first topic of conversation then. Uh, so why do you think the cyber sector um, faces such a challenge in hiring a diverse workforce? Obviously, there's, there's challenges across the sector. What's your experience been, Ollie? Well, I think, you know, um, there's certainly more we need to do um, as an industry. I think in many ways, if you think about cybersecurity, it's a it's a problem space that would benefit the most from diverse thinking. I mean, the threats we face are global, um, are constantly changing. And so having a range of perspectives should be more important than than in many other fields in some ways. But um, actually, uh, some of the statistics, you know, do show that the current workforce, um, you know, is a little different to that. So I think one study I've seen, 75% of today's cybersecurity workers are men and uh, and, and 25% are ethnic minorities. So we've got a lot to do, I think, in attracting, you know, people into this exciting space from a range of backgrounds so that we can get that kind of diverse thinking and helping to defend our our companies and our economies and um and so yeah it's partly why i'm here uh, i do think you know we need uh also to help you know attract people in and then develop their careers through i think you know role models help I'm very fortunate at barclays Absolutely. we've got a number of kind of uh extremely successful kind of senior um uh female leaders within our cyber team that act as great role models and i think we need you know a lot more of that um across the industry mm-hmm. uh, in order to kind of solve the, the attraction problem that i think we're we're finding so you mentioned there that obviously the the attraction um of talent is is always a tough thing because it is very competitive and the the, the talent pool is um it, it's far less complex than we would like it to be in terms of the the, the people that make it up what about from a retention perspective ollie how, how do you 
find that you're able to retain people once you've brought them in and, you know, done the work with them, given them the positive role models that you have within the organization? How do you find the retention sticks? Yeah, I think you, you've got to create an inclusive environment. Um, that's the most important. So, you know, we've got a number of um, initiatives, you know, including um, uh, one called CSO Voices, where we um, look to bring kind of together, um, you know, people to talk about their different backgrounds, their perspectives, and and try and just create communities of inclusivity throughout the security department. So I think um, that's one particular initiative. But I think more broadly, it's also about um, making sure you're very actively kind of managing talent and helping people develop their careers and you know where people maybe need to develop particular skills providing the right training so we put a lot of effort into um you know our training uh packages we're working with a number of different cybersecurity training providers to help people you know evolve their skills i think that creates a, a, an inclusive environment one that's a learning environment one that's a, a developing um environment so we you know for example um put particular uh piece of material around machine learning and we were running kind of cohorts of women you know in particular through that program as part of a kind of women in machine learning program encouraging uh females from across technology to get involved in uh machine learning and cybersecurity. um so yeah there's a lot of things that we're trying um, and I think like everyone, we haven't solved it, but creating an inclusive environment does require a lot of work. It's, it's something we're very focused on. I was going to say, it's, it's something that I know as an organisation you're very passionate about because not only is it there within the um, the literature across the organisation, very easy to find in conjunction with yourselves, but the people that you bring in, the people that you hire, the, there are a number of people that you brought in relatively recently that I know from talking to them specifically about diversity. So I know that you're bringing in people who really care about diversity, equity, inclusion, and, and it's great to see from a, a company as large and demanding as yours that you still go to care about the individuals that work for you no agreed and i think you know obviously it's the right thing to do clearly um but actually you know as i touched on earlier creating diverse teams is creating better teams you know fundamentally and um uh the culture we have of making sure we have have a wide range of perspectives that we listen to them, you know, I think it makes us stronger because it allows us to kind of look at a problem, look at the threat landscape from a number of different perspectives, make sure we're not missing anything, make sure we're checking and challenging our thinking. That's really what security is all about. Mm -hmm. Never getting complacent, and always looking at things from a different perspective, trying to get there before the adversary. And uh, so I, I feel that our kind of focus on DNI and our culture around that is fundamental to our success as a security organization. And now, a word from our sponsor, Qualys. But who are Qualys? Qualys is recognized as an industry pioneer and a premium provider of cutting edge cloud-based security compliance and IT solutions, backed by a global subscriber base exceeding 10,000 customers. Qualys is incredibly proud to be supporting Evolution Podcasts. Together we are dedicated to addressing the prevalent challenges in the ever-changing landscape of cybersecurity. 
Qualys assists organizations in consolidating and automating their security and compliance solutions onto a unified platform, resulting in enhanced agility, improved business outcomes, and a significant cost reduction. Utilizing a single agent, the Qualys Cloud Platform delivers continuous critical security intelligence and remediation, with comprehensive coverage extending across on-premise, endpoints, servers, public and private cloud, containers and mobile devices, ensuring robust security across a diverse environment. For more information, please visit Qualys.com and see for yourself how Qualys can help your business manage and reduce your cyber risk at speed, at scale, and in a quantifiable way. Obviously, you referred to it a little bit earlier um, in terms of the uh, women within machine learning and promoting that movement into into the security team um as part of our previous discussions uh, an initiative that you had over the last year was the destination security initiative um is that one you want to give us a little bit more info about Alex I think that's a, a particularly successful initiative that you had that's that's interesting yeah that's to be honest one of the ones I, I'm most proud of um really a kind of flagship initiative for us so as you sort of touched on, it's a very competitive external labor market um, in cybersecurity. And um, uh, we've realized that actually we've got so many talented people at Barclays in a wide range of other jobs outside of security. Why can't we harness and train those people into being kind of world-class cybersecurity professionals? So we created this destination security program um to attract people from outside of security to kind of apply and, and and join the the cyber department and um you know this was people working in branches people doing frontline um customer operations mortgage operations etc cetera, etc cetera. and rather than recruit for kind of did you have current skills or experience in cyber security um, we ran a kind of an aptitude test looking for people who had the right kind of mindset, outlook, and approach for some subsecurity as a discipline, and then offered them a very extensive training program um, alongside working in uh, in a role within the cyber department um, as part of a, an apprenticeship offering. Um, and that's been just hugely successful. We had, you know, a real positive response from employees, you know, uh, right across the bank, um, wanting to come on to the program, you know, far more than we expected. Um, in fact, we brought in around 80 successful candidates um, in the end, and we hadn't planned to hire that many, but we just saw such a tremendous amount of diverse talent applying or so enthusiastic around joining cybersecurity that we, we couldn't resist. And if you look at the diversity ratio for that, 80, it was an exactly 50-50 split you know, male-female, which just shows how going outside of the traditional kind of recruitment mechanisms at times, you know, really actively focusing on pulling people with aptitude um, mm -hmm. and training them up can be so successful. So, yeah, um, yeah that's, that's been fantastic for us. And I think, you know, initially there's always a bit of wariness around, well, for this role that I've got, I need someone already with the skill and the experience. But we had to say, look, this will kind of work, you know, to our teams. And what we found as those people have come into the teams is just the enthusiasm, the hunger, the fresh perspective, bringing all the skills and knowledge from their prior roles as well you know, more insight maybe into different elements of banking or other skills that are very kind of 
um, you know, cross applicable uh, has been fantastic. So yeah, it's been a great program. It's it's really commendable that to, to reach in terms of gender diversity a fifty fifty split of eighty in a cohort is is absolutely fantastic and yeah really commendable. It it shows that not only have you got the appetite internally to drive DE and I through the organisation, but the relevant people see that and respond to it as well. Because um, with the best will in the world, you see so many organisations really trying to, you know, uh, invest in diversity and really wanting to do the right thing, but they keep missing the mark either because it's they're not actually bought in, they're doing it for a tick box exercise or whatever it might be. But the fact that you're seeing such success with it shows that actually the investment is in the right area and the way that you're doing it is 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 positive. And um, yeah, the, the cohort are clearly receptive to it. So very, very good. What about um, in terms of the individuals that you bring in? Uh, and obviously you mentioned it before, looking rather at aptitude. Have you, or rather, do you do anything differently now than maybe you would have done previously to try and bring in that external talent to such a degree as well? Have you have you changed how you go about, I don't know, wording your adverts or your communication with with um, the talent pool at all, Ollie? Yeah, um, we actually have, and we're finding it's really helping some of the work we're doing there. So we um, worked with kind of HR you know, and, and some of our internal expertise around DE and I, just to kind of review the job adverts that we had out and the um, the campaign around them, but also the specific job role descriptions. I think at times, you know, through no fault of anyone's, you know, maybe some of our managers on the ground would describe a job role in an extremely specific acronym heavy kind of um you know, very technical way. And if you actually think about what I just said and, and your point around aptitude being the most important thing, that can be quite off-putting for people. Mm. Um, you know, particularly um, people who might bring a diverse perspective come from slightly different backgrounds or different perspectives. Um, I mean, there are, you know, more broadly, there's, there's the kind of published metric, I think, originally from a Hewlett Packard internal report, but quoted on Forbes, et cetera, that talks about you know, women feeling less comfortable applying, you know, for roles where they don't have all of the all of the stated requirements in a way that, that perhaps men don't. But um, so I think it's it's really important to get that right, to write a more inclusive kind of job description, one that is going to be a little bit more attractive, not off-putting for different people if you are truly going to promote diversity. And since doing that. You know, we've had people from a much wider range of backgrounds start to apply um, and people maybe with actually higher levels of sort of competency and, and higher levels of aptitude, if not necessarily just some specific niche skills. Because often those niche skills, if you have the right aptitude, can be learned and trained quite quickly, as I touched on before. So that, that's been really good for us. Yeah, I think it's um, it, it's trend that I've seen quite a lot within the security space, um, particularly with the challenge of bringing in external talent, uh, with the added challenge of trying to make sure, sure that it's a diverse workforce and you are promoting equity and you're promoting inclusivity. A lot of organizations have pitched and have moved themselves to, I just want this skill set to 
actually a lot of what I need is that interpersonal ability um, because a huge amount of security is understanding the individual, understanding the threat, understanding the place that the threat comes from, understanding the insider threat um, and being able to communicate that effectively with your service users, with your customers, with your stakeholders and your senior leadership teams across the business. Um, and exactly as you mentioned there, the more technical side of a skill set, the practical ability of being able to design security architecture is great, but actually where we're missing the talent, where there is a gap in the pool to the demand, you can bring people in with excellent aptitude, with excellent interpersonal skills, the hunger and the desire to learn our sector of security, and you can train them to be some of the best best employees that, that you can have on board. And I, I, I'm quite lucky to know a few very good success stories across the industry that are exactly that. People who never never even thought security was an option, and within five years, they've completely flourished and leading teams of their own. No, it's... So it's it's great. It's great to see you guys are doing that as well. Yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. If you think about, you know, what it takes to make uh, an organization like Barclays more secure, right? It's a very large organization, lots of different IT systems across lots of different business units, lots of different geographies. You know, in order to really have a material effect, you're going to have to work through and with a wide range of people, bring them together to kind of solve a problem. It's very difficult to make a material impact just sitting in a in a kind of very isolated way, you know, developing an individual technical widget. So absolutely, if you're going to be successful, you know, in cybersecurity and and you know, aspire to become a CISO, absolutely developing your your kind of soft skills, I guess, your people skills, being able to work with groups to solve problems is is fundamental. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I mean, we've hit some really interesting topics there, um, Ollie, and, and I think, you know, it's, it's really clear from what you're doing, not only is what you're doing working, but it's it's really successful. If you were to give any advice to organisations that wanted to stamp their feet more in terms of DEI, uh, they wanted to attract and retain more of a diverse workforce they wanted to be accessible from every uh, accessible to the talent pool of every walk of life are, are there any points that you would really recommend organizations to have a look at well i think hopefully people could take something from some of the things that I've, I've discussed you know eg the destination security how, how to kind of pull people in i think another thing that we've been very focused on this year in 2023 is building closer relationships with universities, you know, and our yeah. with those, um, you know, and other kind of similar institutions outside your organization that, that have talent. Because if you can attract people early in the cybersecurity, make it really a desirable option at that kind of point, it's, it's a great place to kind of get people and, and train them. So we've been doing that, um, you know, in the UK, but also around the world. So in India, we're we have a massive part of our cyber workforce and our workforce sort of more broadly in, in technology. We've been partnering on the Cyber Shala initiative um, to train kind of women engineers across India in cybersecurity. In fact, we've helped develop a specific, you know, module into the curriculum of some of the, the universities um, that kind of is tailored for cybersecurity in, in industry and in financial services. So I think 
you know, people doing a bit of that, attracting kind of people in as they go through school and university that cyber is a great career. The more the more of us that we can as an industry kind of do that, I think that's when we'll start to get the ground sort for change and ultimately change the, the dynamics in the workforce. But you know, there's a range of things, as I said, and then touched on that I think contribute. And I don't think any one thing is going to do it. You've got to have a real sort of relentless focus on it as part of your culture and, and part of your mission. And I think that's 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 absolutely key, isn't it? It is a relentless focus. It is part of your culture. It is part of your mission. And just as an onlooker to Barclays, you, you see that. I see you involved in so many cyber initiatives across the UK. I'm doing um, a lot in terms of projects at the moment to try to create more of a narrative between the talent pool, the potential, potential talent pool, and the leaders within the space, um, particularly around my local area in the Northwest and Greater Manchester. And so much of what I do, I speak to people who are engaged with Barclays or there is an event I'm going to that is sponsored by Barclays. And you, you do so much within that space already. And yeah, it's, don't get me wrong, it's a, pay, a place of privilege with a large organisation to be able to do that, but it, it shows that you care to be able to do that as well. So I can only commend you for, for being part of that journey and buying into it with all of us as well. No, totally. We need kind of allies like yourself with the, you know, a voice in the industry and in recruitment to kind of, um, you know, work closely with. So um, pleasure to be sort of uh, here discussing it with you on, on the podcast. And uh, yeah, the more we can do, the better, as you say. You know, you mentioned the Northwest. That's obviously a massively important area, as you know. But Barclay is one of our historical kind of bases for technology and cybersecurity within the UK. You yeah, know, our Oxford area, and um, yeah, got a lot of focus there, as we do in Glasgow and London, and you know, it hasn't touched on globally. So yeah, it, it's ongoing. Um, we've definitely not solved it, um, but we're trying our best to keep on moving the ball forward. And that's all that's all anybody can ask for. And I think I think to know that organizations like yours do care and are trying, it it, it really says a lot. And and particularly now, people uh, I, I would say more so than they have done historically, people job move based on morality a lot of the time, as opposed to purely the financial and certainly purely the locational, which has has become less of a factor for people nowadays. So knowing that you're an organization that does care about its individuals, that does want to provide opportunities for those that maybe aren't as well represented in other areas, I, th I think that that will say a lot about you as, as someone who runs a security function, but also the organization itself. So it's fantastic. Well, listen, before we end today's podcast, I'd just like to say thanks to you, Ollie. Um, Ollie's the global CISO at Barclays, and to get him on with us today to share his thoughts and in his insights in today's conversation has been fantastic. So thank you very much, Ollie. If you're hiring or you're planning to hire for new roles within information and cybersecurity, or if you're looking for a new role yourself, please feel free to get in touch with me here at Evolution. Or if you or anyone you know would like to be featured on a future podcast, you can drop me a message too. I'm Stephen Mann and you can find me on LinkedIn or you can drop me an email at Stephen with a PH dot Mann, M-A-N-N, at evolutionjobs.co.uk. Or you can visit us at evolutionjobs.com forward slash UK. Thanks again to Ollie and thank you for listening. We hope you can join us again next time.